Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Time now for Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. It's a natural. Brought to you by your good friends at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. For the latest happenings from the Arkansas Outdoors, here are your hosts, Ray Tucker and Brian Hendricks, outdoor editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And we hope you folks have had a, a wonderful day. We've got some rain here. I, I did not realize when I was watching the weather last night, Brian, uh, that South Arkansas had a little bit of a drought going on. A little bit of a drought going on, you know, it's kind of funny how that is. It's things are not even regional a lot of times, but statewide, you know, one part of the state gets rain, another part of the state doesn't, or vice versa, and yeah, a little bit. All right, in studio is Jeremy Wood, who is the uh, turkey biologist for Arkansas Game and Fish. Delighted to have you in here. Tyrone Phillips will join us a little bit later on. He's in, got a headset on, uh, said he doesn't know a whole lot about turkey hunting. But, hey, Tyrone, if you've got questions or whatever you want to ask, you're part of the show. You're, you're always welcome here. You know that. And uh, it's always fun when you come in house with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me tonight. Now, you, you just fished a tournament on Washington over the weekend. Did pretty good? Yeah, I did okay. I had, you know, uh, 12 pounds, but, you know, People like Quincy and them, they're catching those big ones. So I just got to get I got to get on board with catching big ones. Who won that tournament? I really don't know who won, man. When it's, when I'm not there at the top, I'm kind of getting <laughs> out of there. You, know? you, you, don't, you don't look back and find out who won and what to well, no, I pick mean, the brain a little bit? Because let me tell you this here. When I walk in that door, my grandbaby's going to jump in my lap and say, Papa, and, and it's time to play as long as I can do it. All right, turkey season in Arkansas opens April the 18th. B, I'll let you take it and run with it because you are an avid turkey hunter. We'll talk more about your new bookie that, that's out, I got, and we'll talk about your trip to San Francisco. I got, you know, turkeys, uh, I, 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 I start going into withdrawals the day it ends, and I'm looking forward to it for the day it begins and everything else that happens in between there, gun deer season, duck season, that's all great stuff, but, man, my heart is in that turkey hunting, and we got the man with us tonight, Jeremy Wood, uh, Gaming Fish Commission's uh, turkey program coordinator, turkey biologist, and i uh, got to say that since you've been here, and you've been here a while now, uh, yep. turkey fortunes in Arkansas have really started to look up, and you you were out today. Yeah, yeah, we were out today. We were, we were trying to trap some turkeys. We are trying to do a little bit of research on harvest harvest rates. So we've been, you know, trapping kind of in the eastern Ozarks this winter, um, going out, putting some bands on some turkeys, and hoping to put them, we put them right back out where we catch them. So this is not, you know, picking them up, moving them kind of deal. A lot of people think that's what we do with them. We catch them right where we catch them, put some bands on them, put them back out there, and then we monitor the harvest rates. So when folks, you know, shoot a banded bird, they... They call that in. It's not illegal to, to harvest one. It's perfectly legal to do so. We just ask that you report those bands. And so we were, we were attempting to try to catch the last few birds that we could could hear this week. Uh, but they had other plans today. You know how, uh, you know, ladies a lot of times will put, uh, you know, extended fingernails on? When y'all trap those turkeys, you know, a lot of people kind of hope that y'all could kind of put in some longer spurs on those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'd like them to be a little bit longer if they could at certain points. These these Ozark birds, you know, a lot of them, they start grinding those those spurs down a little bit with all these rocks out there. So yeah. they don't quite get as long and sharp as some that you find in other states. Things have, uh, you know, when we had our 2003, I think it was our record harvest. A lot, of, a lot has been made of that. We got near 20,000 birds that year. I think last yep. year... Our, Harvest was about seven thousand, give or take. Yep, yep. It's a big drop, but 
everybody you talk to, I'm gonna, for example, I talked to a lady today who's from Nashville, Arkansas. Her dad reported the first turkey that he has ever seen ever on his farm in Nashville. So it's like everywhere you talk to, people are seeing turkeys and hearing turkeys, and but our our harvest numbers don't seem to really reflect that. Yeah, no, th- things are looking up, and I mean, there, there's a lot that goes into our harvest numbers. You know, the state's done a lot of different things over the years trying to, to kind of stem these declines, stemming all the way back to, you know, 2004, 2005, when, you know, we had that near-record harvest in 03, and it started to slide off the backside of that. And so they started taking days off the season, which that immediately starts limiting the total harvest you get. Um, 2011, they initiated the no-jake harvest rule. So that actually took off, you know, about 25% of the harvest right off the bat. You know, we now see harvest rates of about 4% or juveniles making up about 4% of our harvest each year. So that's a pretty significant drop. And that's, you know, thousands of birds that potentially aren't getting checked every year with the idea that they, they make it through to their second year. Um, so there's been those definite, definite declines in, in the numbers, but a lot of that is, is through the regulation-making process that, that's caused that. Who is, the, who is the biggest predator of turkeys? The biggest predator of turkeys? It depends kind of what you're, you're thinking about, whether you're talking about an egg or whether you're talking an adult bird. So, you know, typically when we think about eggs, you're thinking about raccoons, probably being the primary predator but you've also got things like crows snakes possum skunk you know it's it's a whole gambit pretty much everything under the sun's trying to eat them from the time they're that egg until they're an adult you know when you get to the adult size class you know you're looking at things more like bobcats coyotes um great horned owls actually are a big predator of adult birds um, which is, you know, not something a lot of people think about, but they're, they're pretty stealthy. They hit a lot of those birds on the limb, you know, in the early in the morning or late in the evening when they're being a little bit more vocal. Um, and they kind of just swoop in and clean them right off the limb and hit them in the head. And, and that's kind of all she wrote. When, uh, when you talk about the no jakes rule, that's kind of a, an adjunct really to the three point rule where with deer, when they shifted the harvest to two and a half year old deer instead of one and a half, and the no jakes rule really did the same thing. It just increased the age of the gobblers taken. Uh, yes, to a degree. I mean, mo- most of the birds that are being harvested are actually two-year-olds and probably were even back when jakes were being harvested. There was just, they made up, those jakes made up a higher percentage. So what this rule has done is it kind of allowed most of those birds to make it to that two-year-old age class. But then some of the recent research that we've been doing, looking at harvest rates in the more into the Ozarks and into the Washita's, we've been seeing juvenile birds, their survival is about 85 to 90%, but when they hit that two-year-old age class, it's about 30%. So we're absolutely hammering them the moment they're legal to you know, be taken. And then there's a lot fewer that make it on to three and four years. You, know, you start getting some survival rates at that point that are about 50%, but you're working with a lot, a lot fewer adult birds at that point. And what this regulation has actually probably done is shifted a lot of that harvest pressure onto our adult age class birds, which then, you know, those are the birds that are doing most of the breeding. And, you know, there's probably some some pros and cons to that. So what I was going to ask, is it better to have a greater cohort to make it to harvestable age or to, you know, get them a little earlier or does it matter? It's It's hard to say. You know, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of data from back before that regulation went into place to look at our survival rates of those jakes at that time. 
you know, we, we may have been in a situation where, yeah, we had high harvest rates of jakes, but that may have actually took some pressure off of those adult birds that were doing most of the breeding, you know, because if a hunter shot a jake, that may be the, the one bird they got. I mean, you know, they were happy they killed the bird, but, you know, now they can't shoot that jake when it walks up, so they're they're hunting until they do get that j- or adult bird if they can. What is the... You know, how, how much easier is it or what is the difference between hunting, you know, a Jake as opposed to a two or even a three year old bird? So so a lot of times you find that find that those birds, um, you know, the, the younger birds, they come in a little bit easier, you know, as they, they age, they they build that experience and they try to try to get or they get a little bit more wary with age, I guess is the best way to put it. So, you know, it's it's a lot easier to call in those younger birds. They come in, they haven't had that experience yet of the negativity of, you know, a bird being shot, you know, around them or them being shot at. And that kind of increases as, as they get older, for sure. And your, you know, younger birds seem to run in groups where the older ones don't, too. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right, we're coming up on a break in about 30 seconds. Uh, we're visiting with Jeremy Wood, who is the uh, turkey biologist for Arkansas Game and Fish. Um, season starts on April 18th. Uh, if you ha- w- want to visit with us, uh, you're welcome to do so. Our local number is 501-661-1037. Uh, feel, free to th- feel free to call. Uh, we spend a lot of our time with our guests. If you're new, new to our show, uh, interviewing our guests, but you're always welcome to call if you would like to. And so we will take our, our first break. We'll continue our conversation with Jeremy right after this. Gasoline is almost as expensive as gourmet coffee. Every day is costing you more to get to work. Who you gonna call? Call the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC. 501-945-4444. A truck that gets 30 miles per gallon? We've got it. 32 miles per gallon at 0% interest? Let the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC show you one today. And at 425, gas prices are higher than some people's credit. No problem because everyone's approved during gas busters at guadney and the best part is you'll get unlimited smiles per hour knowing that your first month's gas is included with new car purchase see dealer for details it's gas busters at guadney buick gmc we're ready to relieve you guadney buick gmc 5700 landers road in north little rock 501-945-4444 guadneybuickgmc.com gmc we are professional grade all offers with approved credit Hi, Ray Tucker for Arch Marine in North Little Rock. I've been asked to spread the good news. While many businesses struggle to find inventory, the friendly folks at Arch Marine just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu Outdoor Motors, the best on the market. Why are they considered the very best? They're reliable, maintenance-free, lightweight, and carry a five-year standard warranty. Zip along with class with your new Tuhatsu Outdoor Motor from Arch Marine and North Little Rock. This is Sterling from Center Ridge. Here to tell all you hunters out there, before you head off to the woods this season, you need to stop by Double B's and try a delicious hot deli and get you a good breakfast. If you need something else to get your day started, try our Double B's Signature Blend Coffee. You don't like the taste of coffee, but you still need a good pick-me-up? 
try five hour energy kickstart a rock star we have everything you can possibly need it's your one-stop shop they're the best convenience store in central arkansas is where you can gas it grab it and go it's double b gasoline is almost as expensive as gourmet coffee every day is costing you more to get to work who you gonna call call the gas busters at watney buick gmc 501-945-4444 a truck that gets 30 miles per gallon we've got it 32 miles per gallon at zero percent interest let the gas busters at guadney buick gmc show you one today and at 425 gas prices are higher than some people's credit no problem because everyone's approved during gas busters at guadney and the best part is you'll get unlimited smiles per hour knowing that your first month's gas is included with new car purchase see dealer for details it's gas busters at guadney buick gmc we're ready to relieve you Watney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock, 501-945-4444, WatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Why not hit the waterways this spring in style with a new Tuhatsu outboard motor from Arch Marina, North Little Rock. Arch just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu Motors, the most reliable and maintenance-free motor on the market. Tuhatsu Motors come with a five-year standard warranty. The 9.8 and 20 horsepower are the lightest outboards in their class. A large displacement creates outstanding power. Want to be the envy of other fishermen? Stop by Arch Marina, North Little Rock. They'll send you out in style. Save the date for Partners Airless Annual Cub Cadet Customer Appreciation and Test Drive event. Saturday, April 2nd from 9 to 3. Enjoy fun, refreshments, and giveaways. Come test drive the full line of Cub Cadet products like innovative zero-turn mowers, lawn tractors, and the all-new Altima ZTS. Every Cub Cadet machine is engineered with you in mind to deliver incredible strength, durability, and comfort. So don't miss all the fun. Saturday, April 2nd from 9 to 3 at Partners Airless. Located at 4360 Rixie Road in North Little Rock. Off the number 5 Kiel exit. Welcome back to Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. It's a natural coming to you live from our Guatney Buick GMC studios here at 1037 The Buzz. Our guest right now, Jeremy Wood, uh, chief turkey biologist for Arkansas Game and Fish. Uh, I'm Ronan, and I kind of ask a question. We're not turkey hunters, and I'm sure there are people listening that aren't. So we're talking about jakes, which is a young, young bird. Mm-hmm. How do you know if, if you're out there hunting and you're just learning the, the difference? Yep, yep. So when, you know, you're out there this spring, potentially if it's your first spring in the woods, you're trying to get yourself a turkey, you need to know the difference between an adult male gobbler or tom and a a juvenile male, you know, Jake. And some of the big characteristics that you're going to look for are at their tail fan. So, you know, during their courtship displays, you know, they're going to fan out and spread that tail feather out quite a bit. And what you'll see in an adult gobbler is that's it's very uniform. All the feathers are the same length. When you get a jake or juvenile, you know the the center tail feathers are going to be longer than the the remaining feathers on the tail fan. So it's going to be very broken. It's very distinct. You know when you see a jake fan out, those top four feathers stick up quite, you know, several inches above the rest of them. You also look at their beards. Um, and it's not always a go-to because there there are things like beard rot is, you know, what it's commonly referred to. But when adult males, you know, they'll, they'll have a loss of um, melanin, you know, which is kind of the, what causes the pigment of the, the black beard. Um, and occasionally that gets really, really brittle and you'll see adult birds lose their beard and it might shrink, you know, 
several inches and it might it might appear to be a jake but typically jakes you know they have two three inch long beards sometimes they'll stick kind of straight up you know out of their chest or they'll just start to be hanging down adult gobblers typically have a six inch or larger beard um, other things that you can look at though they're not as easy to see will be like looking at their spurs on their legs so like chickens you know they, they have spurs or I say chickens, roosters. Right. Um, but but an adult gobbler will have spurs that are you know half an inch to an inch or more long. Jakes typically have just these little nubs, and so if they're close enough, you might be able to see that it's not one that would be you know readily apparent. Other things you might want to be looking out for is you know trying to determine a male versus a female because you know in Arkansas now we restrict the take of bearded hens, so all female turkeys are prohibited from harvest. And so when you're trying to look at the difference between the two sexes at that point in time, you know, male birds tend to be a lot darker in appearance. They have black-tipped uh, breast feathers, back feathers, whereas hens have brown kind of buffy-tipped feathers, and they're also a lot smaller. So females tend to be on average about 8 to 12 pounds or so. A juvenile male ends up being about 14 to 16 pounds, and then an adult gobbler ends up being about 18 to 20-plus pounds. Um, so that body size can be pretty distinctive, especially if you see them side by side. You know, in, in visiting with you before we went on the air, uh, you said you, you grew up in Massachusetts. <clears throat> and so I'm trying to figure out uh, what the hunting is like in Massachusetts and where your interest came from in doing what you do. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I grew up in New England, grew up in Massachusetts. And, you know, honestly, I grew up around hunting. You know, my grandfather hunted my whole life, but it wasn't something I got into, you know, growing up. I, I fished a lot. We grew up right on the coast. I lobstered with him. He was a lobsterman his whole life. And um, so I, I just kind of got interested in fishing. I went to, decided I, I didn't want to sit behind a desk, which, you know, find myself sitting behind a desk most <laughs> days these days. But I wanted to go to school for wildlife and fisheries. And, you know, I thought, you know, at that point in time, I thought fishing was my thing. You know, I was, I was going to do wildlife work because... I wanted to fish. I didn't want to make that my job because right. I loved it too much. Well, come to find out I did all that and wildlife became what I found my, my most interest in. And so I jumped around the country a lot after getting out of my undergraduate degree and doing tech work, you know, through different universities, state agencies, federal agencies. And I got a job working with turkeys on a technician project under Dr. Mike Chamberlain there at the University of Georgia. And it was looking at hunter movements and turkey movements in Louisiana. And that just started a passion at that point in time. I just barely started hunting. You know, I killed my first deer or so, I think, the year before I got out there. And the moment I started hearing birds gobble, I was hooked. And so, you know, I jumped from there, did another technician job the next year for another graduate student and friend. And then I was offered a graduate assistantship there at UGA did work in South Georgia, and then once I graduated there, got in with the, the turkey program in Florida as their assistant program coordinator, and I was there for about a year before I ended up here in, in Arkansas when the coordinator position opened up. What have you uh, What have you found to be unique about Arkansas turkeys versus turkeys anywhere else, or, or are there any real differences? You know, I, Everywhere the birds, you know, have different challenges. Um, you know, growing up in Massachusetts, you know, when I go back home now and I hunt with my grandfather, you know, the birds up there we're dealing with are used to a lot of urbanization. You know, it's we're talking about suburban turkeys, you know, trying to call birds out of little woodlots, you know, between houses where you have access to hunt legally. I mean, you've got to be 
500 feet away from a residence up there, an occupied dwelling. Um, so that's a challenge up there, and you know, getting calling birds out from b- people's bird feeders and stuff in their backyard. It's a it's a whole different you know game. You come down to you know the southeast in Arkansas. You know these birds are are heavily heavily pressured. You know I hunt a lot of public land, and you know it's it's night and day what these birds see down here to what you see up in the north. You know up there, there's very few turkey hunters, at least where we're at in kind of southeast Massachusetts, because there's not there's not a lot of land to hunt. It's, you know, all been turned into houses these days. But down here, you know, you're dealing with birds that everybody's after them. You know, they, they love to get out. It's it's such a tradition here in the South to, to hunt turkeys that, you know, they, they've been pressured for years. Jeremy, we're going to let you catch your breath. Uh, next segment, we come back. Tyrone Phillips, we're going to talk about fishing in Arkansas, bass fishing. Tyrone fished a tournament over in Lake Washington this past weekend. We'll, we'll switch switch oars in the water and we'll talk a little more turkey hunting a little bit later i'm gonna know about that uh, lobstering that you, you did earlier in life back in a moment gasoline is almost as expensive as gourmet coffee every day is costing you more to get to work who you gonna call Call the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC, 501-945-4444. A truck that gets 30 miles per gallon, we've got it. 32 miles per gallon at 0% interest? Let the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC show you one today. And at 425, gas prices are higher than some people's credit. No problem, because everyone's approved during Gas Busters at Watney. And the best part is, you'll get unlimited smiles per hour knowing that your first month's gas is included with new car purchase. See dealer for details. It's Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC. We're ready to relieve you. Watney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock, 501-945-4444, watneybuickgmc.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Hey, it's daybreak. The fog is lifting. You hear that splash? Yeah, I heard it, but where is it coming from? It's a big one. I think it's about 50 yards from us. Don't let the big ones get away. Come see us at Arts Marina in Northwood Rock. We have a service department that is second to none. Plus, we just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu, the best outdoor motor on the market. They're maintenance-free, lightweight, powerful, and carry a standard five-year warranty. Arts Marine, come see us. You'll get hooked. Gasoline is almost as expensive as gourmet coffee. Every day is costing you more to get to work. Who you gonna call? Call the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC, 501-945-4444. A truck that gets 30 miles per gallon, we've got it. 32 miles per gallon at 0% interest? Let the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC show you one today. And at 425, gas prices are higher than some people's credit. No problem, because everyone's approved during Gas Busters at Watney. And the best part is, you'll get unlimited smiles per hour knowing that your first month's gas is included with new car purchase. See dealer for details. It's Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC. We're ready to relieve you. Watney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. WatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. 
Make the switch today to Triple S Alarm and have your security monitored by Arkansans right here in Arkansas. Go to store.triplesalarm.com. That's store.triplesalarm.com. Spelled out alarm.com. If you need help selecting the package that would best suit your needs, give us a call. We are here to help you. Triple S Alarm. Here in Arkansas, for all of Arkansas. Triple S Alarm. Gasoline is almost as expensive as gourmet coffee. Every day is costing you more to get to work. Who you gonna call? Call the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC. 501-945-4444. A truck that gets 30 miles per gallon? We've got it. 32 miles per gallon at 0% interest? Let the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC show you one today. And at 425, gas prices are higher than some people's credit. No problem because everyone's approved during Gas Busters at Guadney. And the best part is you'll get unlimited smiles per hour knowing that your first month's gas is included with new car purchase. See dealer for details. It's Gas Busters at Guadney Buick GMC. We're ready to relieve you. Guadney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock, 501-945-4444, guadneybuickgmc.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Ray Tucker, along with Brian Hendricks. You play what? Guitar? I play bass. Bass. Okay. I play it with style and grace. Yeah, I changed <laughs> I changed the music up a little bit and spiced it up a little bit just for you, B. Yeah, thank you very much. I like that. All right, Tyrone Phillips, our man drives. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> joins us now. And you fished a tournament over in Washita. Uh, I'm I'm not a cold weather fisherman. Are you, obviously you are. Man, I, I really had to teach myself in the last couple of years uh, because, you know, being that cold of water, you got to really be patient with the fish. Um, a lot of guys throwing Alabama rigs. My my arms just can't handle it almost. Um, that That's really tiresome on you. But uh, if you can put a jig in your hand and, and really start to understand what the fish are doing, how they're moving, um, you can catch five. You don't, just don't never know if you're going to catch the big ones. So when your water is probably high 50s now? Well, everywhere I fished this weekend, it was 49 to 50. Okay. So it wasn't, wasn't as warm as I would like it, but, you know, still managed to catch a few fish. So you're definitely still in a winter pattern when you're below 50. Yeah. Uh, and I, it might have something to do with what end of the lake you're fishing, too. A lot of guys are probably going up river and they're probably getting a little warmer temperatures in the water. Um, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm fishing main points to the main lake. I I was expecting some of those big ones to move up, you know, and uh, you know I'm still catching them in 30 foot of water, but just hadn't ran across any big ones. I had a friend send me a picture the other day. He and his son fish Washita a lot, and uh, the younger guy is is starting to get into tournament fishing. But it was about a four pound mean mouth. Spotted bass, smallmouth cross. I never heard of that on Washita. I know it's a big deal at Table Rock. They got a bunch of them, but I knew they had some big smallmouths on Washita, and I know they got a lot of spots. But it was no doubt about what it was. It was like no kidding. And it was a what? So it's, it's a. They call it a mean mouth bass, but it's a cross between a Kentucky bass and a smallmouth. Oh, that big on Beaver Lake as well. Yeah. Uh, you know all the lakes up that way. So you, they're gonna have. 
they're going to have to eventually do it because, you know, you got all three species in there. And so, you know, they, they're going to have to do it in Washington. Hamilton as well, you know, all the lakes down that way. If you got smallmouth, they're going to eventually do it. Yeah. Tyrone, if somebody, somebody's new in the state and, and you're a tournament fisher and, and they want to fish tournaments, where, where's the best place to go? Is there a good website? Or, well, um, how do you, you find know, these babies? Well, get five bass. Uh, it's just so much information out there. Uh, like, you know, Metro Area Bass is putting a flyer out for April 30th. Uh, we're having a, a benefit tournament over on uh, uh, Grish Ferry Lake, um, guaranteeing $1,000. And we may even do $2,000, but we, we hadn't uh, came up with the rest of the money yet. We like to kind of have the money in hand. And uh, they had tournament up on Grish Ferry last week. Uh, I don't know who put that one on, but they uh, paid Arch- five thousand. Yeah, wow. Arch Marine sponsored one. I know that was that paid two thousand, but it was two thousand. So was that last weekend? Uh, what is today? Because my buddy Burgess uh, yeah, Wood yeah, yeah, fished it. Was, it, it, was, he, he it was a ninth, It was a nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Uh, he finished seventh in Burgess uh, Woods, and uh, you know he said it was a great tournament. He said they had seventy boats, and uh, but. I think most people just look on the internet and look on Get Five and 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 all your bait and tackle stores like Fish and Stuff, Trader Bills and stuff like that. You can go to those stores and they always got it posted. How is uh, how is the fishing on Greer's Ferry these days? I know it had a bad rap for a while. Well, you know they went to twelve inches, mm-hmm. so catching a limit is not a problem anymore. It's just catching weight, and you know I'm gonna approach Greer's Ferry just like like. If it wasn't 12 inches, I'm I'm still going to be fishing for big fish all the time because you, you can't win with 12-inch fish there. That's right. Um, now, there is an area of, of, of Grizz Ferry that's much more productive as far as smallmouth concerned now, right? Yeah, that's the upper. Well, is it the upper or lower? Well, I would say that's lower. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, down, you know, towards the big marinas of uh, Fairfield and, Bay. Shiloh and on down. Right. Um, uh, Cove Creek, places like that. Catch a lot of smallmouth in that area. In fact, uh, it was right there in, uh, in uh, I believe it was Hurricane Bay, where you and Fred taught me how to sh- to fish a drop shot. Well, I don't know if we taught you, but <laughs> 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 we did catch a few that day. We did. And, and we did catch smallmouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a little bit of everything going on there. But, you know, as you, you're talking about 49-degree water and how fast is it going to be warming up over the next few weeks and how how is a fisherman going to have to change? Well, doing. they're going to have to really be paying attention to the to the water temperature in every area that they go to. Um, it, it's not going to be uh, one of those things where you can just kind of guess. If you don't have those temperature gauges, if you don't have that live scope where you can see them, it's going to be tough on some people. When uh, for people that don't have all that, and a lot of people don't, you know, how do you how do you keep how do you be successful against the the more technologically uh, privileged? Well, not not knowing, a lot of people just uh, kind of go towards the river areas. Mm. The 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 dirtier water tends to be a lot warmer. Um, that's that's what I would do if I didn't have any grass on my boat. And even there in the stain, though, you're still looking for pockets of clear, right? Well, you don't have to have them clear. Um, you just you just try to find some structure that you think they're gonna be on or. You know, at this point in my life, you know, I, I kind of got to know what kind of structure they're going to be on. And, um, you know, you, you just try everything from wood to to the to the clay banks, uh, the sand. You want to try all those areas. And, and 
mostly fish points. You know, they're going to come to those points before they move to the back of the pockets, um, you know, because, you know, the spawn probably going on up on, on Greer's because you got smallmouth. Mm. They'll do it a lot sooner than largemouth in Kentucky. But they're also going to spawn deeper. Most of the time, yeah. But some will come shallow. Uh, the voice you're hearing is Tyrone Phillips, who's a good friend of our shows and fishes a lot of tournaments in Arkansas. Uh, you just picked up a really nice uh, sponsor. You want to talk about that? Yeah, man, i tell you what. I, you know, I've been kind of doodling around for years and, you know, trying to get back into it. Uh, I used to fish for Land O'Lakes uh, back in the day. And, you know, True Service Credit Union is a place where I, I buy most of my vehicles. And so they just kind of said, hey, you know, we think we'd like to help you out. And, uh, you know, it was much appreciated. Uh, they, um, you know, pretty much gave me a, quite a bit of money. And uh, it, it, it causes a lot of freedom in fishing, you know, when you're going to gas up your boat or when you're getting ready to pay those entry fees. You could just pay it and not have to worry about, you know, uh, getting out working hard. Uh, because either way, I got to work hard because that's just what I do. Uh, my dad wouldn't let me sit down. If, I, if we wasn't tearing down houses, raking leaves, we were doing something. So, You know, uh, 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 an aspect of tournament fishing that a lot of people never think about until they have to think about it is the tax part of it. Your tax winnings, your sponsorship money. How do you separate those things and stay right with Uncle Sam? How I do it, I own a business. I own TST Phillips Cleaning Service. So I kind of include all my taxes in together. And that way, I pay mine quarterly. And uh, that way, I've never had a problem with that. Um, you know, every now and then, you have to get an account to make sure you're right so the, so the government don't come in and, and, and you know, do too much checking. But um, for the most part, I, I know I'm doing everything the right way. And uh, just being safe because you don't want the government to come in and check and this and that. And this high price of gasoline is going to have a negative impact on tournament fishing this summer, you think? It really will. Um, I put $160 worth of gas in my truck and boat Saturday. And <clears throat> on my way back home, I felt the boat back up, and it was another $100. Wow. So puts the puts the pressure on you to, uh, you know, to, uh, to, to finish some water. Let me get him. I'll get him some water, but you, you continue. Yeah. <laughs> so it, 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 having to deal with that, I mean, you know, your cost of doing business quite a bit more you know you you have to you have to perform better to finish in the money just to pay for your expenses yeah that's true um performing better is one thing but you got to represent your sponsors really well right you know when i when i go up on stage i'm grabbing the mic and i'm gonna talk about true service i'm gonna talk about uh dial rods and and different companies like that 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 help me out uh Zimmerman's on South University. I'm going to talk about those guys because they don't want to make it happen for me right now. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that. I was reading about it the other day. You know, when you're, you know, you got sponsorships and you got somebody's logo on your truck and somebody cuts you off in traffic, what you might have done in the past in that situation, you got to, you got to draw <laughs> it down, you know. That's true. <laughs> you, you can't do it after, I mean, because you're representing them at all times if you got those logos on your vehicle and on your shirt. And, uh, you know, working on, on, on new shirts right now, um, we got to get those uh, sponsors on there because, like I said, they're the one that, that make it go for us. 
All right, we'll take a pause. We'll be back to our Guadagno Buick GMC studios right after these messages. Mission with Tyrone Phillips and also with brain dead Jeremy Wood. Uh, and we'll talk more about turkey hunting just a little bit later on. Take a break. Back in a moment. Gasoline is almost as expensive as gourmet coffee. Every day is costing you more to get to work. Who you gonna call? Call the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC. 501-945-4444. A truck that gets 30 miles per gallon? We've got it. 32 miles per gallon at 0% interest? Let the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC show you one today. And at 425, gas prices are higher than some people's credit. No problem because everyone's approved during Gas Busters at Guadney. And the best part is you'll get unlimited smiles per hour knowing that your first month's gas is included with new car purchase. See dealer for details. It's Gas Busters at Guadney Buick GMC. We're ready to relieve you. Guadney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock, 501-945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Hi, Ray Tucker for Arch Marine in North Little Rock. I've been asked to spread the good news. While many businesses struggle to find inventory, the friendly folks at Arch Marine just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu Outdoor Motors, the best on the market. Why are they considered the very best? They're reliable, maintenance-free, lightweight, and carry a five-year standard warranty. Zip along with class with your new Tuhatsu Outdoor Motor from Arch Marine and North Little Rock. This is Sterling from Center Ridge, here to tell all you hunters out there, before you head off to the woods this season, you need to stop by Double B's and try a delicious hot deli and get you a good breakfast. If you need something else to get your day started, try our Double B's Signature Blend Coffee. You don't like the taste of coffee, but you still need a good pick-me-up? Try 5-Hour Energy, Kickstart, a Rockstar. We have everything you can possibly need. It's your one-stop shop. They're the best convenience store in Central Arkansas. It's where you can gas it. Grab it and go. It's Double B. Gasoline is almost as expensive as gourmet coffee. Every day is costing you more to get to work. Who you gonna call? Call the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC. 501-945-4444. A truck that gets 30 miles per gallon? We've got it. 32 miles per gallon at 0% interest? Let the Gas Busters at Guadney Buick GMC show you one today. And at 425, gas prices are higher than some people's credit. No problem, because everyone's approved during Gas Busters at Guadney. And the best part is, you'll get unlimited smiles per hour, knowing that your first month's gas is included with new car purchase. See dealer for details. It's Gas Busters at Guadney Buick GMC. We're ready to relieve you. Guadney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock, 501-945-4444, WatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Why not hit the waterways this spring in style with a new Tuhatsu outboard motor from Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Arch just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu Motors, the most reliable and maintenance-free motor on the market. Tuhatsu Motors come with a five-year standard warranty. The 9.8 and 20 horsepower are the lightest outboards in their class. A large displacement creates outstanding power. Want to be the envy of other fishermen? Stop by Arch Marine in North Little Rock. They'll send you out in style. 
Are you a little bit country or a little bit rock and roll? Arkansas Blood Institute invites you to turn up the volume for local patients and donate blood. Those who give can pick their favorite music theme quarter sleeve t-shirt and receive one free ticket to the Museum of Discovery and a coupon for a free buntlet from Nothing Bunt Cakes. Local patients are counting on you, so turn up the volume for blood donations and make yourself a life-saving appointment today. Visit ARKBI.org. Tyrone Phillips is not going to give us what he fished with, where he fished, all, all that on Lake Washington over the weekend. But let's uh, let's talk about the various lakes in Arkansas, some of the top lakes you love to fish. Well, <clears throat> Grizz Fair is one of my favorite. Um, Washita can be so tough. I'd, I'd much rather go to Hamilton or DeGray than, than that. But, man, all the lakes around our state is great lakes. I mean, you just got to. You just got to get on them and spend some time on them. You can catch fish on all of them. Maybe not the quality that you want because we get pretty cold in the winter. Um, you know, a lot of lakes in Texas, you know, they don't get so cold. So um, the fish grow much bigger. But um, What's in store for you in coming weeks tournament-wise? Um, I'm sure that we're, we're going to be at, uh, at Darnell pretty soon and uh, Greer's Ferry a, a lot and uh, – I fished Extreme Team, uh, which was a tournament I fished last weekend, and we'll be on uh, Greer's Ferry. I guess my next three tournaments on Greer's Ferry, with uh, even with the Metro Area Bass Clubs. So. What's the fishing li- been like in Lake Maumelle the last couple of years? Man, it's been pretty good. I mean, if you go right now, you really can catch some nice stringers. Uh, a good buddy of mine, John, had a 18-pound bag out there this past Saturday. So, um, you know, it's real good, and, and, and you can catch a lot of crappie out there, too. If you got live scope, live scope and crappie. When you're, um, I need some good crappie. Me too. <laughs> when, 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 I think Jeremy said he needs some <laughs> too. For sure, uh, we're all putting in our orders. <laughs> when you're, uh, when you're talking about fishing jigs and you're talking about 49 degree water as opposed to 55 to 62 degree water, does color of the jig and and anything about the trailer matter? To me. Um, I'm I'm just sticking with what works. Um, I, you know, on practice days I will try other colors, but if a if a peanut butter and jelly or a black and blue works the best, that's just what I'm gonna stick with, and I'm I'm not gonna uh, vary too much from those two. Um, you know, might add a little orange every now and then, or a little a little chartreuse, but I'm just gonna stick with what's working, because you know that very next cast could be the one to catch you that eight pounder. Right. Yeah. Well. As you go south, say, to Lake Columbia, I don't know, you probably don't fish down there very much, but, you know, any of that down there versus, you know, central central Ozarks, uh, Maumelle, Washita, Hamilton, and you get up to Beaver and all those. What, if we were going to fish all three of those and make like a two-day swing through there, what were what would we pack and what would we do differently south to north? Well, you know, right at this time of the year, we're going to stick with a jig, but then we're going to do some drop shot fishing because, of, like I said, the smallmouth will be on the bed. They'll probably be 15 feet, but they'll be on the beds, and you'll be able to see them. Um, they make beds just like largemouth, and it, the spots are big, and that water on, on Beaver Lake is really clear. Same with Table Rock. Um, the water's so clear, you can almost see them, you know, as clear as you would if they were up in a foot of water. Are you like a lot of these uh, young fishermen out there? You, you learn a lot from YouTube? Well, that's what I'm doing now. I'm 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 really on YouTube most days that I'm at home. Um, I don't watch much TV with all that's going on in the world. It's just 
it's too much for me right now. And so, you know, I'm trying to keep up with this technology. I've, you know, aged a little. And, you know, you got to keep up with it because these guys are learning stuff so fast that if you don't keep up, they're going to blow you out of the water every time you get on the lake. Is that is that is that really true or is that just kind of a perception of, you know, just seeing people that are, you know, technologically ahead of you thinking that they have an edge that they really might not have? No, I think they do. Um, I got a five-year-old grandbaby that can work a phone as good as a grown person. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's just that they're, they're doing it now. And, you know, we used to get on to our kids about playing video games so much. But, you know, they they learn a lot from those video games. And so, you know, you don't want to push too much and say you can't do this and you can't do that because they're, they're definitely learning why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're back with uh, Jeremy Wood at the uh, turkey biologist for the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. Hang on. I want to go a different direction here right. very quick. Right. I'm gonna let, I'm, we're going to work Damon in to do the, the weather before we we do that. All right. We've got showers and thunderstorms through Tuesday night. Some will pack gusty winds, hail, and heavy rain, and some localized flash flooding and river rises from heavy rain. So stay weather aware for warnings. Otherwise, next weekend looks great for those of you making plans. Uh, Sunny, warm days, clear, mild nights, low Saturday and Sunday near 42, highs near 70, low Monday morning 50, and high 75. Check the latest, but get out and enjoy. God bless you, Damon. We've missed you so bad. (laughs) Ah, yes. I've missed it myself. (laughs) We're we're back with Jeremy Woods, turkey turkey biologist for the Game and Fish Commission, and a guy, a friend of the show, uh, texted me and said, I dare you. (laughs) <laughs> mentioned fall turkey season, so I mentioned it. Now let's move on. <laughs> there, there is no such thing, right? Uh, we haven't had one in a long time. I think they uh, closed fall turkey season in 2010, and that was before Two, your time. I would say 2009, I believe, was the, was the, right. the last season or when they closed it. That's right. And you know, a lot of people reach out, you know, ask them, you know, why don't we have fall turkey season? Why don't we bring it back? You know, we don't kill enough birds during that period of time. They're, they're not a significant you know, impact on harvest. And, you know, it's it's a challenge right now. Obviously, turkey populations aren't faring that well in the state, you know, from years past. You know, there, there's a lot of folks that now, you know, they put a lot of focus in on the spring. And, you know, so having that extra opportunity in the fall, you know, back 20 years ago, it probably wasn't as big of an impact at that point in time. You know, our populations were still doing well. We had pretty good reproduction during those years mm-hmm. compared to what we see now. And so a lot of the research that was done on that was done, you know, years ago, suggesting that, you know, you could take up to about 10% of the, the female population and not really negatively, you know, impact your, your population growth. You know, it was when you started going over that amount that you started, you know, negatively impacting your populations. And, you know, at the time, it probably wasn't that much of an issue. But now, you know, we're seeing pulp per hen ratios, you know, our kind of index on reproduction being hovering around one. I mean, the last couple of years have been good. We've been about one and a half um, statewide, which is the best reproduction we've had in nearly a decade um, since 2012, 2013. But, you know, back in the early 2000s and the 90s, you know, a lot of those pulp per hen ratios were north of two pulps per hen, three pulps per hen, four pulps per hen, which you know, well exceed, you know, that that range that populations are going to do well and you're, you're replacing the birds that you're losing. So, you know, trying to reinstitute a season like that now, would, you know, it's kind of a non-starter, you know, from, from that idea because, you know, if you, 
you're trying almost to limit, you know, harvest to some degree. You know, now we, we've moved away from shooting even those bearded uh, bearded hens during the spring because, you know, each one of those birds are, are likely nesting or going to nest at that point in time. So every one of those that gets removed is potentially a bird that's, you know, taken away. You're not just taking away her when you harvest her, but you're potentially taking away, you know, her entire clutch or successive clutches. Um, and, you know, back... Back when you had the fall seasons, you know, you also got to remember that a lot of those fall seasons, you know, typically most of the harvest would have been female birds. It would have been young of the year birds, um, typically in those bigger flocks. So, you know, if we had those those kind of regulations in place now, you'd still potentially be seeing, you know, bigger impacts to those segments of the population, which we're actually trying to protect these days. What What is uh, the pulp for hen number that you have to have just to have uh, you know sustained uh, you know maintenance level so so ideal you know most of the research suggests somewhere in the ballpark of about 1.8 to 2 pulse per hen so essentially you know at 2 pulse per hen that female has replaced herself and one more um, so that, that's basically it all right that means we're going to take a, take another <laughs> break here coming to you live from our guatney butte gmc studios here at 1037 the buzz talking turkey hunting bass fishing in the state of arkansas great time of the year back in a moment Gasoline is almost as expensive as gourmet coffee. Every day is costing you more to get to work. Who you gonna call? Call the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC. 501-945-4444. A truck that gets 30 miles per gallon? We've got it. 32 miles per gallon at 0% interest? Let the Gas Busters at Guatney Buick GMC show you one today. And at 425, gas prices are higher than some people's credit. No problem, because everyone's approved during Gas Busters at Guatney. And the best part is, you'll get unlimited smiles per hour, knowing that your first month's gas is included with new car purchase. See dealer for details. It's Gas Busters at Guatney Buick GMC. We're ready to relieve you. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock, 501-945-4444, GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Do you need the peace of mind that your home is safe when you are not there? Let Triple S Alarm Company give that to you. Call them today, 501-664-4559. Triple S Alarm can monitor your home security from their headquarters in Little Rock. You will have the peace of mind that your home is being monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week in Arkansas by Arkansans. That's Triple S Alarm. Here in Arkansas, for all of Arkansas, Triple S Alarm. Hey, it's daybreak. The fog is lifting. You hear that splash? Yeah, I heard it, but where is it coming from? It's a big one. I think it's about 50 yards from us. Don't let the big ones get away. Come see us at Arts Marina in Northwood Rock. We have a service department that is second to none. Plus, we just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu, the best outdoor motor on the market. They're maintenance-free, lightweight, powerful, and carry a standard five-year warranty. Arts Marine, come see us. You'll get hooked. 
Gasoline is almost as expensive as gourmet coffee. Every day is costing you more to get to work. Who you gonna call? Call the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC. 501-945-4444. A truck that gets 30 miles per gallon? We've got it. 32 miles per gallon at 0% interest? Let the Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC show you one today. And at 425, gas prices are higher than some people's credit. No problem, because everyone's approved during Gas Busters at Watney. And the best part is, you'll get unlimited smiles per hour, knowing that your first month's gas is included with new car purchase. See dealer for details. It's Gas Busters at Watney Buick GMC. We're ready to relieve you. Watney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock, 501-945-4444. WatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Great fun for the whole family is here at Fun Time Shows Carnival. Get outdoors and enjoy 18 carnival rides, including the Hurricane, Super Slide, Spider, and Kitty Ride favorites. Armbands, just $25. Enjoy your favorite games and fair foods, funnel cakes, corn dogs, and cotton candy. Grab the kids and look for all the action at the outlets of Little Rock. Open weeknights from 5 until 11 and weekends from noon to 11. A great time for all and easy to find in Little Rock at the outlets of Little Rock. This is Pat Bradley, and for several years you've heard me talk about Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Have you ever wondered what the plus means? The plus is service. It means they're going to go that extra mile. They have knowledgeable, friendly, and helpful staff who know their products and their customers. Whit Davis knows the customer is what keeps their doors open and their trucks rolling. If you're looking for a material supplier or a hardware store, you can't go wrong shopping at their Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, or Greenbrier locations. And remember, Whit Davis Lumber Plus is more than just a lumber yard. I, I did not write down the names of the music we're using now. And somebody will call and say, hey, uh, who was that? I'll, I'll have to look it up sometime. I like it, though. I like the... I like the oh, you're a music lover. I that's, like the little bluesy uh, bent that we've taken here. Yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, from my background growing up in Hello and yeah. West Holland and going to the Blues Festival for all those years and whatever. Um, anyway, let's go back to J- Jeremy here. Yeah, we were talking about, we, we, we cut off talking about what is maintenance level for turkeys and what is growth level for turkeys, but how did we do last year reproduction-wise, and, and what do we need to continue that? So, you know, last year, based on the surveys that we have in the state, our, our statewide reproduction was about 1.5 poults per hen, so it's still good, you know, comparative to, you know, the kind of 2015 to 2019 time period, we were hovering at or below one poult per hen, so... You know, 2020, 2021, we saw 1.54, 1.5 pults per hen, which is decent comparative. I mean, we basically saw a half a pult per hen jump. Um, you know, that's looking at our, our statewide index, what we typically compare from year to year. Um, we've recently, you know, working with a lot of the other states in the southeast and across the country, we've got a national level partnership where we look at this data on kind of a similar plane so we can compare reproduction from state to state. Um you know, that data, instead of looking at our entire survey period like we do here in Arkansas, they look at just the July and the August survey data to try to get that a little bit more comparative across the states. 
And with that, you know, it's suggesting that our, our statewide reproduction was at two or, or higher. And, and I think we're seeing that. You know, I'm getting a lot of reports this year from folks saying they're seeing more birds than they've seen in, you know, 20 years potentially on their property. They're seeing birds that they haven't seen in 20 years, you know, at all. You know, they've been basically devoid of turkeys for many years. Um, you know, with our trapping efforts this winter, basically, you know, we're sitting at about 50% juveniles, 50% adult birds, and it's typically, you know, more heavily skewed towards the adult birds, you know, at least in the recent years, you know, with that poor reproduction. So, you know, that's really good to see, you know, we're seeing groups of, you know, nine jakes running together, um, several of those. Um, it's, it's, it's really nice. Lots of good size uh, hen flocks out there. So that's suggesting you, you got a lot of juvenile hens running around as well. You know, those brood flocks come together in the fall. We can't talk turkey hunting without talking hunter safety. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, that, that's something you really got to be, be wary about in the spring woods. Um, you know, historically, you know, turkey hunting was thought to be, you know, fairly dangerous and, you know, early on it, it probably was, but you know, in the probably 20, 30 years ago, there was some safety hunter task force through the National Wild Turkey Federation um, technical committee. And, you know, they kind of came up with some some guidelines for all of the states to, to use and kind of push to hunters to things to think about going out in the woods. So, you know, the big things are, you know, trying to avoid, you know, wearing certain colors. So, you know, the color of a tom, turkey's head, it was, you know, red, white, and blue. So you try mm -hmm. to avoid those colors avoid shooting it just at movement, you know, mm -hmm. identify your target. You want to be clear. I mean, especially now, you know, here in Arkansas, you can only take a adult gobbler if you're a, a hunter over the age of uh, 15. And so you want to make sure that, you know, you're shooting at what, what you think you're shooting at. So, you know, that that's helped a lot trying to avoid, you know, those colors, um, trying to kind of set up with a backstop to you, you know, set up against a, a pretty good sized tree so somebody can't kind of sneak up behind you, see you moving a little bit and accidentally shoot at you there. Um, thinking about how you place your decoys, you know, having them far enough out in front of you and again, having that backstop behind you to protect yourself a little bit, having some cover. Um, I'm missing probably several of them, but you know, if, if you see other folks out there, you know, near you, you know, you hear somebody else calling, you don't know, don't just sit there and try to, you know, talk turkey with them necessarily, you know, on your calls, try to, you know, without moving or anything like that, you know, announce your presence, you know, out there just so that they're aware you're right there, especially if, you know, they're relatively close because, you know, you don't want to have somebody who's in the moment thinking they're, you know, hearing a bird and, you know, accidentally discharge a firearm in your direction. If you're new in the uh, turkey calling making uh, business, uh, give Brian a call because he needs another one. He doesn't have enough. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many do you think you have, B? Uh, you know, I don't know. I've got a few. <laughs> uh, I don't think you ever have enough. No. You I want to I get this in for Tyrone because you, you guys are giving your time. You started early this morning, Jeremy. Tyrone, you have you have a private service. Uh, oh, very quickly, tell us. Yeah, I have a driving service. It's called Call Tyrone. You can look me up on Facebook or you can just give me a call and uh, be happy to take care of you and, and five, six other people um, have a really clean Cadillac Escalade. I keep it clean all the time. Be happy to take care of you. Your next tournament is when? Um, week after next, probably on Gunnersville. Oh, you're going to Alabama? Yeah, probably going to go down to Gunnersville and see how it fishes this time of the year. That Escalade's not your tow vehicle, is it? Please. Yep. It is. Uh, and and, <laughs> and I want to say this, and this is this is not this is not sucking up to to, to game and fish. Uh, we've been doing this show for seven years and. 
everybody that comes in from Game and Fish are just are impressive, just like you are, yeah. so well educated and well versed in what they're doing. And it's always very refreshing to have you guys come on the show with us. Well, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And especially with the you know the day that you put in for you to be here, that's uh, going above and beyond. We really appreciate you being here. All right, folks, we're in, we're in this new time slot, Mondays from 7 to 8 o'clock, and we'll be doing this all the way up to Musselman starts this show back in November. So, I want to say thanks to Game and Fish as well. Uh, my club, Metro Area Bass Club, gets to meet there at the office every first Sunday. So we want to say appreciate y'all for having us every week. Thank you. You folks have a great rest of the week. Thank you. Gotta be patient, yeah.